You're listening to Integrating Sacred Wisdom Podcast. I call on the guardian of the East, Raphael, element of air, come and be welcomed. Call upon the guardian of the South, Michael, element of fire, come and be welcomed. I call on the guardian of the West, Gabriel, element of water, come and be welcomed. I call on the guardian of the north, Uriel, element of earth, come and be welcome. And we are your hosts. I'm Kelly Hauk, founder of Sacred Arts Sanctuary in West Sedona and also Heart Space Retreats. And I am Priscilla Hadway, founder of Sacred Remembering Sound Healing in Sedona, Arizona and ascensionprovisions.com. I'm Matthew David Cummings with Above So Curio and Purify by Fire. And I'm Anna Marstanovich with Heart Space Retreats in Sedona and also High Desert Healing, Massage and Bodywork. Hello everyone and welcome back to today's episode where we will be talking about divination and how to work with it on your daily life, but first we will discuss the definition. So divination is the practice of determining the hidden significance or cause of events, sometimes foretelling the future, by various natural, psychological, and other techniques. And we'll be talking about many of those techniques today, many of which you've probably already heard of. So what techniques for divination are you guys familiar with or do you use in your practice? I think most commonly it's associated with like fortune telling. I mean, when I hear divination, I think most commonly it's like fortune telling or asking to see the future in some way. At least that's what its popular culture has made divination mean. Yes. Um, Divination, divining the future. Yeah getting a hidden answer but i don't it goes it's so much broader and deeper than that like it's not even necessarily about the future right it's more of interpreting i don't know interpreting the environment or or some sort of system in order to gain insight doesn't necessarily have to be the future yeah i think it's kind of like this idea that You know, there's the great spirit, right, that we're all connected to in some way. And it's sort of a a method of communication between spirit and us. So we can, you know, spirit speaks through metaphor, through um, synchronicity and, and things like that. So it's being able to be aware of your environment and receiving messages you know, from the environment, like recognizing certain things around you that kind of trigger your attention and say, hmm, is there something in this for me? Or it can be a matter of you asking a question of the universe, asking a question of spirit or your higher self and allowing spirit, your higher self, the universe to use um, some sort of tool to communicate with you. I think most people are probably familiar with horoscopes uh, as as being a form of divination. Uh, Again, that kind of deals with uh, seeing the future, but it's more of interpreting uh, a broader, um, you know, definition of the day or the month's astrological signs, you know. uh, But I don't know, are horoscopes, I guess they are. Astrological, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I guess I'm are. just thinking about like the general one, like there's like the horoscope for the day, the one that most people would see like in the newspaper or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, astrology is probably one that most people are probably familiar with. Yeah, and even if you're not looking like for a personal horoscope, it's also just paying attention to 
what's going on with the planets, with the stars, you know, what energies are kind of at play. Yeah, like celestial cycles. Yeah, yeah. and how that might affect you, you know, based on what's going on in the energy. So I know friends who refuse to make any major purchases or sign contracts or doing that stuff for like Mercury retrograde, you know, so they're kind of like looking out in the universe and saying, okay, what I'm reading from this Mercury's, you know, cycle in this moment is that it's just not a good idea to, to do those things. So I'll just choose to hold off. So I think there's general messages and then there's very personal ones. Well, I mean, even, you know, I I think Mercury retrograde is, is something that uh, has been become more popularized more recently throughout the, the new age movement. But I mean, going going backwards, keeping track of celestial bodies, I mean, goes back centuries. But even before that, like, you know, watching, you know, even menstrual cycles have some sort of correlation to moon cycles as well. So we're even, you know, kind of almost predicting the future, you know, by interpreting uh, the cycles of the moon on a basic scale, I guess. Yeah, and in doing a little bit of research for this topic, um, you can pretty much determine the hidden significance of anything using basically anything. In any <laughs> yeah. So, so it's this like the suffix, Freudian, yeah, yeah. Um, Jungian kind of interpretation yeah, of anything. Exactly, exactly. So the suffix mansi um, basically encompasses all types of. Uh, divination. So cartomancy, for example, is using cards such as tarot cards or playing cards to um, divine a hidden meaning. Uh, Geomancy, I believe, is using places. Mm -hmm. Um, Feng Shui is a type of geomancy. there's even like throwing beans <laughs> I guess how the beans land is a type of divination and throughout um, history all kinds of tools have been used so uh, throwing bones for example is uh, was popular in uh, South Africa and throwing runes for yeah. example uh, the runic alphabet I think there's 24 runes and the way that they land I don't know exactly how to use runes do you know does anyone know I think you throw them right or do you pull them out of a bag? Um, it depends. You you can. I mean, casting runes would be, yeah, like the throwing of them. But you can also do, like, spreads like you would with tarot. Oh, okay. So it could be, you know, divining which one and which placement means what thing. Exactly. So it's their position in yeah, relation to each up, other. Yeah. yeah. Um, same with tarot, how they land. Yeah, and same with tarot. They each have their own meanings, uh, and, and kind of what you can draw from them depending on you know how they land or or where you place them on your grid right and it takes a certain level of interpretation um, to the individual who's either reading for themselves or for others that's involved um, dream interpretation for example can also be used for divination especially prophetic dreams so basically we can find divination in anything we do anything we assign hidden meaning to yeah and i think there's historic systems like runes and tarot and you know things that have um consistent commonly held like purposeful meanings behind them you know and then there's interpreting the world around you you know using synchronicity and and things that just kind of come up and what does it mean for you i think that there's two different ways to go about that too yeah, I think as humans, we've always searched for a deeper meaning um, with tarot cards specifically. They did start out as playing cards, mm-hmm. just plain playing cards. And you can use a regular deck of 52 cards to, you know, do um, there's, divination. There's some dispute about that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think um, the, the more you learn about it, I mean, the more you find out, the, the less we actually know <laughs> of its origin. Hmm. Um, there, But yeah, I... I think that's one of the popular theories, um, but how they transitioned from um, as associated meanings and symbols uh, is kind of more more of a mystery. I mean, we can track it back to uh, France, uh, like the, the Marseille deck is, is probably one of the earliest examples. Um, but then most popularized is uh, the Rider-Waite deck. 
which was actually, you know, commissioned and consulted on and, you know, uh, artists were brought in in order to do it. And it's, it's the most studied, the most copied and the most recognizable uh, deck. But as for origins, I don't know. But there is still a system. I used to, in Indianapolis, I used to go to some very traditional old school, like uh, spiritualist churches from the 1800s. And there is a, there is, I can't remember what it's called, but there is a specific system that they try to um, continue to use. Like they're trying to keep it alive, keep some of these old, you know, things like they do flower readings, you know, oh, like, hmm. they just have a bunch of flowers on the, on the altar and they they pull one up and say to someone in the congregation, okay, this flower's for you. This is the message with this flower. Like, but there is something with playing cards too that mm-hmm. I uh, that I've seen. I just can't remember the word of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's suspected, like um, you know, using tarot. See, but I don't know if this came from the the popularization from the Rider Waite deck uh, that you know, the original kind of system uh, uh, that they used originated in Egypt and was given to us by uh, Toth, who would would be, you know, the god of uh, lots of different things, but, you know, um, like, I think his language. Writing. Right, yeah, writing systems. He's a priest scribe. uh, Also, um, he's also a magician. So, so forms of magic as well. Um, so that, and that would have been like eighth or ninth century, you know, but I, I don't know how much proof we actually have of that, or if that was a, a more popular correlation made by uh, the the progenitors of the Rider Waite deck, because uh, obviously the, the, uh, the Golden Dawn, uh, Magical Society was involved uh, with with forming that deck, I believe. Yeah, and that actually wasn't that long ago, considering the earliest written evidence for divination goes back to the early second millennium in Mesopotamia. So that was way before the Rider Waite took Yeah, up. well, yeah, that would even... Mesopotamia would be you know, pre-Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would even, you know, predate Toth. I mean, assuming that the the stories weren't just, yeah, copied stories, over right. again. Yeah, and they were the original um, start of them. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has an answer for that. But Yeah, Toth is a real, there's all the stuff about him being from Atlantis. And I mean, there's a whole sure. rabbit hole about, He's very mysterious. Yeah, about him, yeah, <laughs> where he comes from. And still, yeah, still uh, widely celebrated today, at least. Yeah, and there's there's different types of runes in different cultures too. You know, in Druidic culture, they used to have different. Um, their runes were tree tree symbols for different yeah. trees. Oh, and yeah. They would have it on pieces of wood, and and they would cast runes. So I think it's just the idea that every since we've probably been doing this since the beginning of time, sure. and it's all a matter of using what's around you, mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah, Oghem or Oem was yep. was one of the first. Um, you know, writing systems um, that we know of, at least in the European areas. But they used um, a lot of natural materials. They did. That, the very first ones were uh, to express types of trees, and, and it just kind of grew from there. And then, you know, the trees have meaning, and then sooner or later that becomes, you know, another form of, of divination. And there's lots of different types of cards, too, aside from tarot. I've never, I've worked with tarot some, but it it hasn't been something that really resonates with me as much. So I use a lot of different oracle card decks, which oracle card decks are just the idea that um, they have different, you know, with when it comes to a tarot, it's the same, always the same suits. It's always the same numbers. The cards always have the same meaning. The difference is some of the artwork can be different to bring in slightly different energies. Or Because again, in the end, there's 
a traditional system that serves its purpose, but then if something doesn't have meaning for you, it's really hard for you to connect with it. You know, I think that's part of the reason why they change the artwork. You know, oh, I've like I've yeah. got you know here in my shop a mermaid tarot. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like tarot, but if but there's a different energy to mermaids versus like the Rider Waite deck. You yeah, know, it has, well, I mean, it's, it's more of like a masculine, like you know. And, and so with oracle card decks, they can be anything. There's oracle cards about crystals from angels. They don't have to be the same suits. They can be any words you want. It could be affirmations. It could be, you know, just um, like a, a simple phrase. And then again, it's a lot of the energy comes from the artwork and the cards too, you know, bringing in. Uh, a di- activating a different part of your brain that can interpret all of the symbolism. There's usually a lot of thought that's put into all of the aspects of the artwork on any of these decks, tarot or oracle decks. Um, there's a lot of symbolism in all the tiny details that they put in there to, in order to imbue that card with that energy. So it's very clear what your what answer you're pulling through. Yeah. Usually with cards, you're asking a question. Yeah, and I find oracle cards are a little bit easier to use. Mm -hmm. There's less of a a barrier of entry because tarot, I feel like that takes a little bit more. You have to memorize. There's what, 52? I don't know how many. There's a major arcana, a minor arcana, Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of remember what each of them means as opposed to an oracle deck. I feel like you could pick up any oracle deck and kind of determine the meaning of whatever card you choose based on, like you said, the symbolism, it's a little less, um, a little cryptic. less cryptic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, well, how many of us know anything about, you know, the golden dawn or even yeah. studied, you know, hermetics, hermeticism or, Kabbalah. you know, yeah. yeah. Or a- ancient Egyptian symbolism. So, yeah, I mean, well then that paired in with, you know, the 1800s, early 1900s, uh, you know, um, uh, allegories, you yeah. know, the, like the pictures and and the different representations of of the actions that are taking place on them, or you know, yeah, not many are familiar with them unless you studied it, you know. Yeah, exactly. So oracle cards, I feel like, are more approachable. Um, and and the oracle, oracle's a an interesting name, right? Because oracle kind of means a diviner. Mm-hmm. So I think you had something about the oracles. Yeah, it's. Um, I had done probably six years ago, I had done a course of study with Colette Baron Reed, who's an author, and she has many decks of oracle cards that she's created. And um, what she would say, you know, is, and I'll quote this from, from one of her uh, writings, it's, you know, the purpose of this is to show you how to unlock your inherent magic, your innate connection to the conscious universe, to learn how to set your intentions with clarity and passion and steward them into the world in partnership with spirit, right? Hmm. So oracles, you know, or in ancient Greece, they call them cledons, you know, it's kind of, they're an intercessor, right? It's a tool. And so whether it's cards or um, music or runes or bones or, you know, flowers, like any, you can really pull it from anything that it's just like an instrument for guidance and, and navigating. It serves as this like bridge between the divine and between us to help, you know, keep that communication going. And so being, you know, why would we use divination? It's just a really powerful catalyst for transformation it's a personal um development tool you know as well just you know why why not ask something bigger than us for some advice every now and then right like it's you don't want to and and colette was very strong in this belief as well it's like you're not giving your power over to something so there Mm -hmm. is a specific way to use divination you know and she will talk specifically about no like yes or no questions when it comes to oracle cards at least Mm. you know which is what she specializes in it's like don't ask yes or no questions and you also have to really be mindful of how you phrase the question so that you're not trying to like force in you're not bringing in the energy of 
your own desires, mm. right? You're trying to be really mindful of, of asking what's in the highest good, not, you know, so it's like, oh, should I ask this guy out? Yes or no? It's like, well, there might not be an answer to that, yeah. you know? It may not really matter whether you do or not. So in, in, instead, you keep it really open and you say, well, what, what might happen if I were to ask this person out? What might I expect the outcome to be if I were to do this? You know, what would be in my highest good right now? You know, what you can use the cards as a way to see what energies are at play, not asking what you should do because you don't want to give your power over to something else and let it decide your life for you. You're just asking for, okay, what is it that's not that I can't see right now? What would be helpful for me to understand or know in this moment so I can make the right decision for my highest good? It's it's a tool. It's not Mm -hmm. a religion. You know, that's why the the Abrahamic religions are so uh, against pretty much much all forms of divination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, you know, even going as far as to say that, uh, you know, tarot was... um, designed by the devil um you know so uh, even today we get a lot of people who will not even discuss tarot will not set foot will not get a tarot reading will not deal anything involving any form of uh, tarot or divination Um, yeah we actually had a an interesting encounter at our center today we had a um a client come in who was looking at some of the pendulums that we have for sale and you could tell she was kind of like a a baby spiritualist it was really cute she was very excited she was holding it over the palm of her hand and saying show me yes and show me show me no Mm -hmm. which is you know basic pendulum 101 Mm -hmm. yeah but uh she asked what did she ask is this evil (laughs) no it was her spouse was like well what what if it's demonic or something like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it was kind of cute to like watch them like be so curious about it because they were like, look what you could do. You can ask it questions and stuff. And it was really cute to watch their like curiosity and stuff. But then he was like, well, what if that's the devil? <laughs> and, um, you know, you can't help but just kind of chuckle a little bit because I'm like, well, it's technically your higher self coming through. Well, if you set the intention for it, I yeah. think it's also... You could program it. You could program it, yeah. No, so I think, I think still that's <laughs> a whole other thing where, yeah, when you're using, you know, if that's the importance of creating, you know, a sacred space or at least making sure your intention Mm -hmm. you know we talked about the quote that i had just shared with from colette is you know your intentions with clarity and passion right so having a clear intention when you're using any tool will Mm -hmm. clear it and will allow it to you know so that you always have to ask what's in my highest good if Mm -hmm. that's the answer you want to get because people can channel through pendulums well and i mean it's kind of the example of the issue me and matt had a few weeks ago where we had to go and take care of a deck oh (laughs) yeah so i mean there is examples of that where um for people that aren't too familiar with me and matt's work but we do a lot of clearing on things and so um, one of them was clearing a deck that accidentally kind of called that into that deck yeah um you know uh, beginners and people who are curious and um aren't aren't aware of the implications of their actions can set intentions that you know turn out negatively we we we're still bound by uh, a universe and polarity so you know those those doorways are open you know uh if if you ask them to open, <laughs> you know, like that. I think that's seemed to be like a newbie that just didn't know what they were right. um, provoking when they were tying that in. I don't, I don't think you getting a pendulum is going to like accidentally no. call in something that's not meant no. to be there. It, it's yeah. really more the power of intention when it yeah. comes to it. So yeah. in, from what we got from the experimentation. Uh, yeah. yeah. From what we got they from that deck, that it was more just in. they didn't know that they could call that in yeah. and it got stuck in it and it got passed down to generations and it had to be taken care of. So, um, yeah, that was an icky deck. I was just talking with a coworker about that the other day. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, typically anytime I get anything new, um, especially tarot cards, 
I'm gifted them all the time. I don't think I've ever bought a tarot card. I have so many Which of them. Which is part of the tradition of tarot, isn't yeah. it? That you're not supposed to buy it. For you're yourself. not supposed to. I have an old oh, closet really? full of them. Who's not supposed to? Who made you're not that supposed role? to buy your part. It's tradition. It's just a tradition. It's just <laughs> yeah. an idea. It yeah. It doesn't mean that it's wrong if you go I've buy your own. I plenty of tarot decks for myself, but yeah. How yeah. are you going to learn? you got to learn some way. I mean, well, yeah. I'm just saying just... it's a part of the tradition. Hmm. I think the very first time I was ever given a tarot deck, I was like 16 years old, and I've never bought any for myself and I have a whole closet full of them now <laughs> so I'm like well thanks but I've noticed every single deck that I own it like has like a certain tone to it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so if I want to be slapped in the face I have a very specific deck <laughs> okay, for it <laughs> if I need something just a little more gentle I'll use like a certain type of oracle deck that I have where it's like okay well give me the answer but be a little more gentle with it okay I don't need you to like slap me across the face yep. but sometimes if I'm like really digging at an answer that I really already know and just need it to be slapped across my face and I have a very specific tarot deck but um but it doesn't necessarily mean that you being gifted something, it's going to be bad or anything like that. And it's all about you can clear them yourselves. You can pray over them or do an energy clearing with them or smudge them um, to help clear them. And then typically I will sleep with them under my pillow for a period of time and just create the intention of fusing my energy to those decks or to a pendulum or whatever spiritual item that I have. Or I'll put it next to my bed, like next to um, like on my nightstand. And so that's typically how I create the intention of fusing my energy, and I'll do it for a few days, maybe a week, and um, that would be how I get and it to work. That's the tradition. Yeah. Is that's, it? That's I think I just naturally did that. <laughs> yeah, that was what was. Yeah. That's the tradition. Is you're supposed to put them under your pillow. Yeah. For for decks, you're supposed to put them under your pillow and. I mean, and I remember even as a kid, like especially being raised very conservative Lutheran. I mean. If they heard that I was, like, doing any of that, then, you know, that would be just, you know, oh, my gosh. Um, But I remember, like, even being as young as, like, eight, nine years old and sitting with the Bible and, like, letting the pages fall and, like, looking for answers to questions on Mm -hmm. verses. And that was, like, my very first memory of doing this type of practice. So it's, like, naturally we kind of tend to do this. Yeah. And later it... um, turned into just using a pendulum then it ended up being using tarot cards and oracles and now it's more like birds for me <laughs> like birds everywhere so kind of like what i mentioned on previous episodes of like um ravens in particular um and sometimes owls those are messengers for me and so with ravens like if anyone is passing away that i know is passing soon i end up with ravens everywhere and they circle and flock around everywhere i go to the point where it's just everywhere i mean they're like pooping on my car it's like (laughs) everywhere and um if it's something that i really need to receive a message and I haven't sat down and taken that time to go into meditation and speak with spirit and understand like what's happening in my life in that current time I'll usually get a squawker outside where the raven will be out there like rat 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 and I'm like okay fine I'll go into meditation rat 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 and it'll do it all day until I finally go into meditation like okay what is the message you don't have to squawk at me all day I'll listen um so that's kind of been my uh thing with that is understanding now like how it's coming through where you don't necessarily have to sit with cards you can listen to the universe speak to you in various different ways it could even be just um a butterfly flying by or a hummingbird something small like that so it just depends yeah i think um divination is one way um one way that we can become more in touch with our intuition it can validate our intuition. Like Kelly said, uh, pendulum is just an extension of your higher self, right? I tell my clients this too. You, your higher self already knows the answer that's gonna come through the pendulum or the tarot cards or whatever, you know, what have you, whatever you're using. So I think we're just kind of tapping into answers we already know. Yeah, and with pendulums in particular, they're known for 
they're just channeling whatever energy is around them, right? That's how they used to use uh, divination rods to find water, right? Dowsing, yeah. Yeah, dowsing. So that's, you know, they're saying, okay, to this, to this piece of metal or whatever, I want you to find the vibration, the energy of water, and I want you to move with that vibration. And so it's the same thing with the pendulum. You know, you're asking a question, whoever you're asking that question of, then that's the energy. And like for me, pendulums are hard because it, like when I first got into, um, into you know, more spirituality and I was playing around with things and experimenting, they were like, oh, you know, whichever pendulum moves really well for you is the one, you know, that you're meant to have, right? Well, they all swing to the freaking fences with me. Like I, they move mm-hmm. so like the arcs are so massive. It doesn't matter which one I pick up, right? And so I actually, you know, have a hard time for me personally using pendulums a whole lot because Mm. they do you know move so much and so then i start thinking about it all right Mm -hmm. and then i confuse the answer Mm. because again the answer is really coming from your own energy Mm -hmm. and if your own energy isn't really clear you're not getting your mental energy out of the way for your higher self to channel in then it can kind of muddy you know that's interesting yeah i feel like um some pendulums really don't like me and they'll they'll make (laughs) it very known and some really do and they they have their own personalities like Mm -hmm. i can pick up on their their eccentricities and their quirks and personalities and it's kind of cool once you start working with them and picking that up and um Something that I've heard before is a criticism to something like uh, using a pendulum is, oh, well, you're moving it. Or like using a Ouija board, for mm-hmm. example, using uh, moving the planchette. Yeah, we probably are. But maybe that's channeled through your higher self. Exactly. It's like automatic writing. Automatic, you yeah, know, it can you, both be true. You, you're stepping aside uh, from, you know, from yourself and, and letting uh, that... You know that intention that energy flow through you so yeah in a way yeah you are moving it i mean nobody can hold their hand absolutely perfectly still you know but yet we have continued to use pendulums <laughs> throughout centuries you know there there there's obviously something to it beyond uh just the the physicality of it well, and my Nina in in uh, middle school, high school, my my godmother who's Mexican, she would use bolts on strings. That's what she would be like. I gotta go to the garage, and she would just get a <laughs> bolt. That was my first exposure to the idea, and that was just something that was passed down generation generationally for her. You know, that's just something the women in her family did. Is all right. We got to figure this out. I guess it's time for me to get that bolt and string out of the garage. Yeah. And, and so you can really use, you know, anything with some kind of weight. It yeah. doesn't have to be a crystal ring. Or, a ring in my culture, yeah. we did a ring on a usually a, a necklace um, to determine the gender mm. of a you know a pregnant woman, <laughs> uh, what baby she was carrying. So, and I think a lot of other cultures do that as well. Yeah. So that was again, my that, first that f- that intro. factor of just using what's around you. Yeah. Yeah. And having the intention. It's all about our intention more mm-hmm. than the material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had explained to the baby clients today that we're playing with the um, pendulum. And I explained, like, although you're asking the crystal, like, do you want to work with me? Because that was something Anna taught them in there, like, to ask, like, do you want to work with me? And they got all excited when it said yes. Um, And then when they were asking questions and mentioned the devil comment, and I said, well, it's technically just your higher self responding to whatever question that you're asking. And so even with tarot and everything else you're channeling in that information so what i explain to people is um some people do just direct channeling where they'll channel directly through their higher self other people that are channeling in their that other person's spirit guide that's relaying information some people they're channeling their spirit guides who are talking to the other person's spirit guide it just depends on how they prefer to work with spirits and if they just want to work with themselves but also um, your ego mind plays a big role role in um, any type of channeled information. So you always have to be mindful of that. That's why they say don't try to do a lot of readings for yourself because of the fact that 
you can muddy your own intuition with Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. based on your own triggers and the ego mind and things like that. So even with journeying, so a lot of my shamanic journeying is all interactive. And so that means I put you into a light trance state where you're still able to talk to me, but you're channeling information through, through your higher self. And we would work on you spiritually based on what you're channeling in. And we always go through an energy clearing first to make sure whatever is muddying up your energy body is potentially clear before we are able to channel through information because it can be interfered with your channeling at that point because then you're channeling in your own subconscious or, that yeah, or has, something else yeah yeah subconscious stuff that just you know isn't really used just your triggers or your um shadow or whatever else so and, and yeah to be clear that's that's um i, I just want to make a distinction i know we we talked earlier about uh having having to take care of someone's deck that you know they got in trouble you know with and and didn't want to use anymore um you know and that's that's not to scare anyone that's not to say you know oh you can't if you use tarot you know something bad's going to come through um it's always going to be you know your your energy so that particular individual um most likely from what we were able to gather to gather was having you know a difficult time um probably a teenager and you know was was probably in a very angsty you know unstable place um and uh they mentioned the relationships that were around at the time when they were using uh, the deck that they didn't want to be associated with anymore. And um, so, yeah, it's... You shouldn't be afraid of, of, you know, using, you know, uh, the tarot cards or whatever divination you have... um, Uh, As long as you are conscious of your intentions, I guess. Anyway, I just wanted... I've been meaning to say that for a little while, but I didn't (laughs) want to interrupt. (laughs) Well, and I think also um, movies tend to make things seem way more extreme than they are. Mm -hmm. So even with, like, any type of extractions, I'll say that very vaguely, um, it's not like the movie theaters for people that know what I'm referencing. So, um, I mean, there's some times where it's just kind of like... Well, that was a little nuts, but um, other times, I mean, it's it's pretty calm, and yeah. um, it's not as bizarre or crazy as people make it out to be in movies, so I think sometimes people just think that it can be that dramatic, and um, it's really not. So. And, and sometimes, I mean, even even if it is dramatic, it's, it's usually because of the individual's energy that's kind of manifesting that almost in expectation not necessarily what's actually coming through organically if that makes any sense yeah and i do agree with you but i personally feel like i feel a difference between you guys mentioned this earlier a tarot deck and an oracle deck I prefer not to work with tarot because I feel like it's a little mean sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you, you it's a little more it's a little slap in the face, a little more serious. You consult tarot if you want the truth. You yeah. consult oracle if um, I want validation. You be, if you want to be That's comforted, true. I want I want validation <laughs> and to be comforted. Um, but also another thing I wanted to mention is the I Ching. The I Ching, I kind of feel the same way as with the Oracle. Uh, sorry, not the Oracle, the, the Tarot decks, in that it is sometimes a slap in the face because it does seem like it gives you more a more serious reply. Um, this is probably one, the one thing I know the least about of all the well, divinations. Well, the I Ching is a divination manual that I believe started out as uh, throwing three different kind of twigs. I'm not exactly sure what they were made of, but it's kind of developed now into three coins. And this is from ancient oh, China. Okay. That makes so the sense. three coins, they're Chinese coins, are tossed. Um, and then each coin is given a value of two or three, depending on whether it's heads or tails. So six tosses makes what's called a hexagram. It's all very, very complicated, and I can't even begin to try to explain it here. But the hexagram basically gives you kind of like a poetic, you know, response mm. to your question. 
And sometimes those poetic responses really are a little intense. So if I want a really serious answer to a question, I will consult the I Ching, and I actually just do this digitally. Hmm. I think it has just as much value as mm-hmm. tossing real coins. I think if everything is... Um, I don't want to say predestined, but yeah. if everything has meaning, then why wouldn't a digital version of tossing these coins oh, also have, have meaning? So many apps for Oracle cards, yeah. Like, especially like some of the ones that I even like I own and I use on a regular basis. You know, I've had then I have the apps on my phone too, and I do that all for the convenience. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's convenient and it works great. Yeah, yeah. I like um, Eclectic Energies. I think it's dot com, Eclectic Energies dot com or dot org. I don't remember, um, but they have a great website that has just a super easy little um, consult the I Ching section where you can throw the coins six times and then it'll give you this, you know, cute little poem about whatever you're asking. And it always, I feel like it's always accurate. Hmm. Every single time I've used it, it's this very, very poignant response. So if you're looking for something that pretty much lays out the answer for you right there, that is a great tool. Is the I Ching um, Eastern? I mean, I'm guessing. I believe it's Chinese. It's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. Okay, Chinese. That, that's what Chinese. I was going to guess. I mean, obviously and the Chinese coin, but Yarrow sticks. Um, so they oh, yarrow. Yarrow yeah. or yarrow? Yarrow. Um, it's spelled yarrow, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. how you say it. But it comes with fifty of them or the three coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh. think they do the yarrow sticks as much anymore. I think the coins are just easier because there's three of them, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Um, or you can you can even use American coins. I think you just have to consult did, the I the used manual. To do, in high school, I had gotten a book at Barnes and Noble that had I Ching with pennies. Oh, and cool! That's what I used to do. Yeah. But what's you know? There's also that idea. We already have this. You know, heads or tails. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can flip a coin. Yes or no question. Heads or tails. Heads means yes. You flip the coin. Boom. There you go. Like mm-hmm. those are. That's kind of you know a more modern version of it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys feel about scrying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've. I, I know it gets some... a bad rap. <laughs> it, yeah. That's another one I, I don't really gravitate towards. I, I think it's because uh, again we can get back into shadow work. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's people uh, there's subconsciously interpreting, you know, a, a potential reflection. But then again, you get into you know things like channeling and and your third eye and observing you know beyond the veil so um sometimes it could be a mirror of self and a lot of times you know i'd say most people aren't prepared for seeing certain things you so your shadow is uh, mm-hmm. can come up and yeah can scare a lot of people well, I think too, it's just, it's an, it's the idea of going into trance, you know, too. Like people used to do like weaving, you know, the, it's, you're, you're staring, my, my, you know, idea of it is, is that you're staring into something and you're allowing your, your gaze to change. And then what that's doing is allowing your brain to go into a certain space where you can channel images, you can, you know, get different ideas, stuff like that. They used to do that with like, Weaving, you know, there was the idea if you if you watch something continuously moving mm. that you tune out, mm. you know, mm-hmm. in meditation with there's the open eye meditation and you know Tibetan, I believe it's Tibetan cultures where they have the open eye meditation where you're just focusing on a single thing, flames, mm-hmm. looking at flames, you know, or a, a piece of artwork or you know something like mandala Mm -hmm. yeah that it's just you're allowing you know your brain to kind of trance out or even auras i mean that's also the same Mm -hmm. practice that you you know uh, if you're trying to teach people how to see people's uh, other people's auras or their own i guess yeah auromancy yeah it's a thing Yeah. yeah yeah for people that don't know scrying is um foretelling the future or divining an answer by using a reflective surface, by peering into a reflective surface um, in so a trance state. Obsidian mirrors, yep, crystal so balls. Black crystals, things like yeah. that. Anything that's reflective. And so it is a very visual form of divination, which can be a little scary for some people because, yeah, what you're seeing can often change as you're deepening your trance state. And you know, you can sometimes conjure up some 
some freaky images. Well, and that's why it's all what you're called to. Like we mm-hmm. all have a certain energy and we all vibe with different things and yeah. yeah. So they say that our phones are black mirrors, our yeah. scrying mirrors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and television. Televisions, and... yeah. That's <laughs> I think that's where the show gets its name. Black mirror. Black mirror, yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's, you know, reading tea leaves. You know, that that's another visual type of divination is doing tea leaves. Tea and coffee. Yep, coffee. And so one of my friends, she's a curandera, and she does, you know, in their tradition, it's you take an egg and you rub the egg all over someone. And the idea is, is because it's organic matter, it like absorbs in anything, you know, any of the negative energies you're calling that egg to absorb in to the yoke all of all of the things that need to be released off of the person's body and then she cracks the egg into a glass of holy water and sees what images you can read in the egg after it's cracked into the glass and it's pretty Very pretty cool. interesting like I've the seen images that, that come up yeah all over on social media it's oh, really? so so huge right now yeah is it hmm. yeah, yeah. The, she's been doing this you know for the 10 years that I've known her yeah but um, yeah that's cool that's cool that's kind of having an awakening yeah it's neat i i I never heard anything of it um until i saw it on social media and i've I've heard it as witchcraft with the eggs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. removing negative energy yeah yeah but But i haven't heard of it as divination that's kind of cool when you're removing the negative um yeah you can actually when you crack it you can divine messages from the energy that you removed okay interesting so, yes that you know what it was for and what it was doing okay yeah, yeah to understand who sent more. it maybe if in a, in a lot yeah. of my groups like they they'll post the picture or like what they found and ask for people's interpretations of it i mean everybody has their own kind of style of what they think each thing means there, there seems to be a system though i'm mm-hmm. i didn't look it up personally but there yeah. seems to be an agreement many times of what certain things mean. Yeah, in my culture, um, reading coffee grounds is really big. You know, you everybody knows somebody who knows someone who is really good at reading coffee grounds. So we drink a lot of Turkish coffee out there. And the if you've ever had Turkish coffee, the grounds are very, very fine. And so a lot of them are left in the cup after mm. you finish. And then so you, you flip over the cup onto your saucer. And as you're you know talking, you sit and talk for a few minutes. And then you flip it back over. And then you have somebody who knows how to interpret them, interpret the images. So you that, know, kind of like the egg. You're, you're looking for um, symbols or, you know, whatever images come up. That's, yeah. that's Tassiomancy. Tassiomancy. T-A-S-S-E-O-M-A-N-C-Y. See, there's a mancy for everything. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that encompasses both um, tea readings and coffee. Mm-hmm. And, Makes um, sense, yeah. Loose leaf tea, yeah. I think, yeah, anybody who's seen Harry Potter. Um, the Grimm. Yeah, more than once <laughs> is very familiar with that. That's a pretty I- iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, you know, personally, aside from using oracle cards of various kinds, you know, some of them are goddess cards. Some of them are um, the one I use, the sassy one for me is called the um, wisdom of the oracle. That one is probably, you know, the the sassiest to me as well. But if I want something a little softer, sometimes I go with the goddess oracles. I'm like, who wants to work? Who wants to help me? You know, (laughs) this is how I can get this message. Or I have different ones for crystals, different ones for plants. Um, And I use crystals and plants. And even in my sessions, I use essential oils and singing bowls as a divination. You know, clients ask me a lot, do you, do you read, you know, for people, do you read our energy? What are you getting off? And it's like, well, I can, but I find that I stay a lot clearer when I use some sort of divination method versus me doing the reading myself because then I'm having to pick up their energy. And when you're seeing multiple people a day, you know, I just noticed by the end of the day when I started, you know, being more allowing these tools to be that bridge that I had more clarity at the end of the day. I had more energy for myself and, you know, I just wasn't like digging in on people, you know. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to use a tool for other people as well. Yeah. So I ask, you know, beginning of every session, no matter what kind it is, and I say, okay, 
you know, okay, gang, like to all of my oils, like which one wants to come through, who wants to support. And because I work with them so often, I know the whole story, the whole energy of that oil of its plant. And a lot of times new stuff comes in all the time. Like I've had with my bowls today, with some of the sessions, I've had several of these bowls, you know, for three or four years. And I've been talking and sharing their stories and using them to for readings basically, you know, for years. But t- today I had like a whole bunch of new stuff come in, um, a, a, a depth more to their story, to their meaning and how they can work. Cause I think it also can kind of change per person. Like, anything else energies just like people were so complex and i think the story of the the plants you know their whole life is in that essential oil you know their all of their consciousness the connection just like us as people where um we come from our ancestors and we carry their stories and their energies with us and i think the same thing happens for plant essences that they're carrying the collective conscious of of their species and then they're also carrying in whatever their experience was when Mm -hmm. they were living in their process of being processed into oils and same thing with the bulls they have they've lived this whole life as crystals in the ground and you know then they come up and they get created into these these bowl beings and then they have their own experiences all the stuff they witness um and that so so i can you know do i do a lot of readings i have even a web page i created on my website that tells the story of each of the bulls so because people cool. connect so much to that part of of their sessions with me and so that way they can kind of follow it in but with that talking about plants you know there's so many natural things that we can use kelly talked about you know birds we talked about in the druidic culture they were very into trees and different meanings of different trees coming through and so you can very much just be on a hike and pick up a few ask a question of the universe or of your higher self or whatever you want and say, okay, show me a sign, right? This is a pretty common idea. It's the plot of a lot of movies and books and whatever, like, you know, Hey, show me a sign and what comes up. And so you can go walking and say, well, if, if this is in my highest good, you know, let me see this, this tree or let something come into, you know, some animal walk by or something like that. And, and let me see, you know, that'll give me some clue as to the answer to this question, what my next step should be. As you someone can, who, who personally practiced that uh, mm-hmm. a lot as a kid, it can also be um, very heartbreaking (laughs) 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 to not see to To not not see see anything (laughs) yeah well and some of that is is that the ants it's not time for you to get the answer you know but But yeah we're we're in the age of right now i know (laughs) i used to always say you know like and the light's gonna be you like when you try to guess like (laughs) we're gonna the next traffic light's gonna be yellow i did that a lot as a kid (laughs) yeah i used to so but there but you can ask um I'll go, I have, my friends have Sedona Crystal Temple and that's who I've bought my bowls from. And they have this amazing YouTube channel where they have just hundreds and hundreds of videos. They have a video and an audio recording for every single bowl they've ever owned and sold. And they sell a lot. And so it's great to kind of go through. I'll do kind of like an oracle for that and I'll just like spin through the through all of the bowls that they have on their channel and just like bam, it hit my finger and be like, okay, that's like the energy that I need in this moment, you know? And then I can kind of, oh, what is this bowl made out of? What's kind of the energy of this bowl? You can kind of, what note is it, you know? Different things like that that can clue you into what you might do. Songs on the radio. I've done that a lot. I know other people that find a lot of meaning who aren't in a spiritual practice, but mm-hmm. they find a lot of meaning in, okay, when I get in the car, I hear that song. Well, that, mm. that's some kind of message for me. For That's my oracle for the day. You mm-hmm. know, okay, this is, this is what I need to know today. Because you can even ask that, like, first thing in the morning, okay, is there some some message I need to have for the day? What should I expect? What should my focus be for the day? Yeah, pull a it's hard or hear a song or yeah, it, it should be really it should fun. Be fun. Yeah. It should be really fun. Until um, it turns it's into inspi- superstition. It's supposed to be <laughs> inspiring. Yeah. It should be in its best exactly. form. In its best form, it's inspiration. And it's again, because you're making a choice and it's your choice. So you're just looking for inspiration. It should be fun. Yeah. 
exactly. Yeah, we have some cards in the office that we have out um, just in the lobby and people are always kind of shuffling through them and putting out what whatever they want and i don't really mess with them too much but i like seeing you know what the new one is for the mm. day and yeah the, everyone always cute. plays with it and they it's love just those cards cheap little dollar store thing i got in Aww. denmark in copenhagen and um i just thought it was super cute because they have like little affirmations on it but people are super drawn to it and they always awesome. ask about it that deck has I love it the greatest energy but if you look at it really closely you're like what were they thinking with some of these images <laughs> it's like it's, it's just like Denmark. 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 it's like a collage of like the the most random images there's like circuitry with like money and it's just so strange but i mean it's it's beautiful energy and, and people yeah. are really drawn to it and they like playing with it so it's like so it should be and it's so fun it should clues be fun. from that culture and that's you know that's why if they were made in denmark who knows where they yeah, were made yeah. But that is something, you know, different symbols can mean different things to different cultures, you know, based on. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could be just yeah. images that were randomized to put on each one in order to call in different energies. So like those images, you know, manifest some sort of connection to that. So it would be, you know, the ones that you're pulling through are kind of. Are, they're all specific to their own message that's yeah whatever it is it works mm-hmm. yeah. well, fortune cookies that's the great American yeah. oracle is fortune cookie <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I remember my first fortune cookie I was 10 years old it was the first time I'd eaten at a Chinese restaurant I'm from Alabama that's why they don't have that stuff and um, we were in, in, in Arizona and we ate Chinese food and I was like oh I get a fortune cookie like what is this and it was the American dream is to be a homeowner and I was like well this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. What? what I, I got Thanks for that wisdom. Yeah, yeah. That's every 10 year old's dream is to be a freaking homeowner. Thanks a lot, cookie company. You know. I got a fortune one time that said, I have no fortune for you today. I am sleeping. Yes, even cookies need sleep. How cute. <laughs> I actually strange. save. I have almost every fortune I've ever gotten from a fortune cookie because I feel like I'm going to do some kind of craft thing with it one day. I don't know. That's it's cute, it's yeah. become this weird thing. So I have them all over my house, all over my office space, too. Just I think all these little fortunes I've had. Yeah, I do feel we do like, too. Yeah. Be- and I think because I want it to mean something, the right ones find me. Exactly. I'm not saying for everybody you should live your life based on your fortune cookie thing, but because it means something to me, then I think the right ones is, yeah. is it the out. right ones find you or the they right ones feel. are the ones that you keep <laughs> <laughs> they always feel super relevant yeah exactly I, I think it's like whatever one I get feels super relevant anything can have meaning right yeah. and you can get a fortune cookie every single day of the year but the right ones just kind of hit different yeah right the ones that really mean something yeah. really hit different that's what yeah. I feel like too I, I mean with any of this you know yeah, you can assign meaning to anything. Because a bird could, you know, some a raven could be cawing at somebody else. I know when it's not cawing at me. Yeah, well, but so for Kelly's example, she knows to her this means something. Exactly. And it could be doing it to someone else, and it could mean something totally different to that person. Exactly. Or they could just be annoyed as hell, you know? Like, it's going to be just like, They're usually yelling at you. Know? <laughs> yeah, it's but usually see, you understand at. the message, and because you understand it, it's something the universe uses to yeah. continually communicate with you. Because... We're probably getting communications all the time, but if we're not paying attention, then they're like, okay, well, let's turn that channel off. Let's try another one. Like, how else yeah, can we else get? Can we yeah. relay them? And that's why I think there's so many because it, in the end, it's all about our intention, our intention to have that communication in the first place. And then, you know, how it, how it comes through for us has to be something that's meaningful for us. Well, if you ever want to mess with people uh, that you work with or your friends, I don't know if it still exists anymore, but there is a misfortune cookie company. I remember Uh-oh. those. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pass them, pass those out at the office. What are some examples? I don't know. I <laughs> got it was so like long ago. So I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty brutal. If you want to send one of your friends down a spiral get them a misfortune cookie <laughs> yeah that's just so put them, I know. <laughs> just put them in a bowl that sensitive to base their life off of a fortune but you never know <laughs> well i'm circling back like to said, like, when it hits it hits true circling back at the uh, music part one thing that um 
comes up a lot because after my mom passed, I used to channel her a lot, be able to talk to her a lot. And um, since then, every now and then, I'll get this random song that comes up sometimes on the radio, sometimes just randomly on my phone while I'm playing music. And it's Cheap Trick, The Flame. Like, how often do you ever hear that song? <laughs> and it's so cheesy. And, like, I probably don't even know what I'm referencing on that. Yeah. I'm so. terrified. I have no musical. No, but it sounds cheesy. Oh, it's super <laughs> cheesy. And um, me and my siblings were, like, jokingly singing it at her funeral, like, in, like, a really goofy, dorky way. Because it's so cheesy. Um, but it was something when I was a baby that I would sit in my crib and I would dance to it when she would play it and so I always know it's my mom whenever oh, I hear that yeah. so because why else would that song ever play yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet song too but yeah it always came up um, and I just remember her driving in her car still singing it at the top mm. of her lungs that was like one of her favorite songs yeah. so I was like could you have picked any other songs that wasn't like Guns N' Roses or Cheap Trick or something mm. <laughs> could, be, could be a message from your mom a lot of people see different um, animals like birds uh, cardinals butterflies oh, yeah. things like that when a, a loved one is passed and they see it as a sign that their loved one's still there well I know when um, after she had passed I hiked up because she asked to have her ashes spread at the Devil's Bridge here in Sedona um so I hiked up and I was sitting where we used to sit and meditate when we um, would go to the Devil's Bridge here. And as I was sitting there, this little blue bird came and just sat at the end of the rock and stuff. And I think we had talked about that before because I always thought it was a cardinal. And you're like, no, cardinals don't, aren't here. What did you say it was then? A blue jay. Just a blue jay? If it's blue and it looks like a cardinal, it might be a blue jay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We do have bluebirds here too, though. Yeah, but if, yeah, you're right, it would mm -hmm. be a blue jay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's just a little blue jay that came up and was just sitting there at the end of the, at the end of the bridge mm -hmm. with me and stuff, and I was FaceTiming my brother because somehow I had cell signal out there and I was showing him and he was like bawling. Aww. <laughs> That's He's like, it's mom. I'm like, I know. She's just thanking me for bringing these ashes all the way up here to then find out that you glued the container shut. <laughs> oh no so have to hike it again haven't done that yet so you know you didn't take a rock and smash it <laughs> it was pretty sealed shut mm. so but was it meant to be just taking mom hiking with me that's all yeah yeah but anyone else have anything else to discuss on this topic I don't think so yeah Think should we pull a card to finish? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. You want to pull a card? Yeah, let's see. Oh, look at you. Back. Yeah. So this that? is which oracle? The deck? Wisdom of the Oracle. It's with Colette Baron Reed. And so she will have on her website, like, all the thought that goes into. So there's the idea of having living oracles, right? And that's what, um, when there is a certain energy, when she creates decks, she says that it's it's an energy, it's a consciousness that wants to come through in the form of a deck. And so she mm -hmm. channels every single part of every part of the artwork, the wording, the um, channeling in, you know, the guidebook and the explanations and stuff like that. And so she says you can feel the difference between living oracles and ones whose energies pass. So sometimes um, there's an, an idea, and I've kind of felt it to be true that there's... Uh, Doreen Virtue, right? She used to be a really big in it with angels mm -hmm. and had several like angel tarot decks, all this kind of stuff. And a couple of years ago, like seven or eight years ago, she just, just she came to some revelation that that this was all bad, and she wanted to go back into Christianity, and that even communicating through angels, that Jesus had communicated to her that 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 was improper because he is the way and, and trying to use anything besides him isn't okay. And I mean, she had this huge, I mean, her entire career for decades, right? Wow. Her children she renounced, had yeah. careers based on her and her careers. She renounced decades of, renounced of work. all of it, made them pull everything from publication, whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. And so I had uh, her goddess deck, which I really liked. And I had a few of her other decks for sale, like her angel tarot, like for sale in my shop. And it does feel like the energy is different in them. I still kind of use them, but I use them more as like decorative something, you know, the goddess deck that I have. Um, but it does feel like there's a shift because she pulled her energy from, 
from her creation, right? Hmm. And so just keeping an eye on, you know, that's why it's about finding a deck that you vibe with. We still sell, um, yeah, a lot of them. I mean, obviously they're no longer in in publication or anything. um, But yeah, if anybody wants to um, gift uh, the podcast any of her works. (laughs) (laughs) No, good. (laughs) Um, So... So in this particular deck that we're going to draw from, she she drew from three or four different cultures and ancient, you know, ancient Greece, um, root Norse runes, a couple of different things that um, wanted to be combined together to into the energy of this one. So, all right. Are there doves in there? So, I don't know. I don't There's, know. There might be one in one of the cards. Hmm. I think the peace card maybe does. All right, so we're just asking what's the message for the collective for anyone that listens to the podcast and at any point in time. And it is by the book is what the card looks like. We'll put a picture up to you. So it's three elephants, a bigger, a medium size, and a smaller one, connecting trunk to tail, walking along on a checkerboard. And I know this card pretty well because I get it all the time and it always annoys me when I get this card. (laughs) (laughs) So, because like it, like the description, you know, it says very much like doing things by the book. Hmm. And so it's um, message, it's energy talks a lot about abiding by rules, uh, conformity, respecting cultures, and, and mostly it's about the universal laws, laws of karma, laws of attraction, law of thoughts, laws of compensation, laws of nature, like all of these principles. And so I think... Duality. Yeah. It's the checkerboard. Yeah, it's also yep. big in uh, masonry. Mm-hmm. So, so laws keep social order, they govern behavior, they are an instinctive understanding that harmony is important, is what the guidebook is saying about it. I'm just reading whatever comes out from the book to me, so knowing what the message is that way. So it's just opening your eyes to those universal laws, and it'll be easier to go by the book at this time, releasing resistance, because the universe will correct any disharmonies that you have. So it's about trusting, trusting in the way the world works, the way the universe works, trying to understand and and learn the laws of the universe. And if you flow with those basic principles that have been tested by time, that simple, simply like divination, right? There's so many of those systems that have made the test of time. That's something we talk about often too. Uh, I think we've touched on it a few times is being in flow state. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so that may resonate with some of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. Do with that information what you will. The framework of the human experience, it says. And just remember that cards and readings and things like that are all just tools and try not to obsess with the answers. Yes. <laughs> I know that's something early on that you tend to start to do where you're like, well, what if it means this? Or like you just do the same reading over and over again and it's giving you the exact same answer and you think that if you just keep drawing the cards differently, my, it might tell you something different. Right, that's, yeah. No, that's you'll just called, frustrate them. Well, what, yeah, it's called abusing the oracle when you do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. That's what she, you know. So the other way you can go around if you say, okay, well, I kind of don't totally understand why that came forward. Then you say, can you tell me more? Mm-hmm. And you pick another card. Mm-hmm. Open-ended questions. So, Yep, so the next one I pull when I said, can you tell me more, is Treasure Island. And it's the sea turtle swimming with a treasure chest and a bunch of hearts and stars and butterflies like floating over that. And so that's all about abundance. It's saying the treasure's right there. It's right on his back, right? He's in the flow. The turtle, just even without even pulling the guidebook, the turtle's in the ocean. It's in the flow. The treasure chest is right on its back. may not be able to see it. He probably can't see the top of his back. But it's just right there. He's in the flow, so he's got everything he needs. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yep. And um, check out our bio for information on upcoming episodes and also just our websites and other information. Yep. Bye. Yep. Uh, write into us, email us. If you have any questions, want to hear any topics, or just want to say hello. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Peace.
All of the information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only, based on personal experience. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any form of mental or physical illness. Please consult a medical professional before using any advice given during this podcast. Thank you, and blessed be.